No. <laughs> Where that's that's yeah, therein lies my well art artist issues of the, the problem is there's nothing really that you could possibly say right, I understand that, that would be too stupid for this podcast. Right, I, understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But is this like a joy thing for you? Yeah. Do you have joy things when this is I one? think this is the one yeah. Because I don't like stand up anymore really. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean I I'm good at it, and I like doing it, but it, you, you get it. it yeah. You do something enough, you hate it. Right. Um, but this is something that is a lot of fun for me. I love, well, it's, you know what it is, is it's a way to connect with uh, my childhood in the church. Right. And it's that for both okay. of us, because we were both raised yes, that way. clearly from what I've heard. That's... Yeah, and we don't have... <clears throat> Any other connection to that in our modern lives? So you explore this. those that uh, lens that was put on you, or that you saw through. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. He seems sweet. He's an angel. He's really good. Almost as good as you. Well. What's your middle name? He Alexander. Did I not know that? I feel like it's been brought up before. I'm sure it has. That's fucked. <laughs> well. It's also my middle name. What is your middle name? Alejandro. Oh, what's your first name? Federico. Is it really? Yeah. That kind of gives me tingles. Save those tingles for yeah. the mic, pal. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. We're going to start now for... Mm, feels good to be back on the praise down. <sighs> after a hundred years, uh, I have awoken. Yeah, after it's been a hundred years and we're doing this at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up for it. Good morning. Uh, if you're if you're just joining us, this is the Praise Down. It's a Christian music podcast held by two secular boys, myself Heath Huffman and myself Alex Sanchez. And we are here with an actor. Uh, she has been in over a hundred plays, traveled across the country, and has been in some movies with Alex. If I if I heard correctly, you did. It's uh, Mary Bus. Hey, Mary. Hey, how's it going? Mary, thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm really excited to have you here on the podcast you're one of my favorite uh people in the city and uh easily one of my favorite people i've met doing movies um so what 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 have you been up to uh well uh i just wrapped on a feature film in which i acted with you oh and i got to watch you act which Mm -hmm. was oh that's always quite fun can you describe 
Alex acting right. for me. Okay, good. Yes, I can. Okay, cool. Um, this is what this is what we're all here to talk about. Well, first of all, let's start with the compliments. He <laughs> Let's get those out of the way. I'm yeah. not yeah. sure that he's had a lot of training in the field of acting or in anything. Or in anything, I don't know. I think he does have some skills, but um he's completely unschooled, I think. Um but he is a natural talent. Truly. Um, he is able to do what some people study for years and years and never get to the point where they can just naturally respond. And I'm guessing that's all the improv and comedy stuff, too. But he's got that extra little special thing that is total presence in what he's doing, except for this moment in which he's tuning out. But. He's, he's intentionally doing that to make us laugh, which is funny. He, Alex is spaced out. I've left my body. Okay, but when it got to one of his close-ups the other night, it's about 11.30 at night, we're doing this scene over and over. We've rehearsed it so he could have his bits, because um, it's all about the bits. But then when it came time for action to happen, he brought his A game, and I noticed that he made a choice to take off of his glasses during the shot. Don't remember doing that. You don't. Like, you hadn't rehearsed it that way at all, but suddenly... When it was your um, close-up, you did some serious acting classes, came <laughs> off. Um, just very good stuff. He's really very good. And on. you know what else? He's very funny, obviously, but I see a dramatic actor in there that... Thank you. <clears throat> ...hopefully will bring to the surface soon in another feature film. Well, what, you, what are you going to do with all that, all that praise? I have not... I, what... what is the thing that people do to that. Cause I so far have not figured out the right one. Thank you. First of all. Yeah. That's the normal, human that's the normal response. human one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, you and I, I both know, know Mary yeah, that I can't accept any of that. But the truth is <laughs> you're good at acting. Hey, you too. I'll tell you when I get complimented, uh, intensely, mm-hmm. um, I'll usually do this thing where I touch my hand to my chest and kind of scrunch my face. Like, Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that. That's a good one. That's interesting because you bring it right to your heart you bring center. It right to, you, yeah. yeah, you take it. I just yeah hold it tight. Yeah, that's good. And that's what feels natural to me. That's good. That's probably what should feel natural. Yeah, I just usually say no. Oh no, the hell. No. Oh, thank you so much, not, but not I get I don't want any of this. Yes. Oh mistaken. no. Oh, uh, actually, I, I'm terrible. Yeah. Oh, you couldn't. <clears throat> what What is the movie you're both in? Uh, this latest one is a feature film by a wonderful actress slash filmmaker, Kate Jones, and the name of it is She's the Eldest, which is me because I'm the eldest apparently now mm-hmm. in life. So, in the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> Basically, I have moved into that um, area of my... <laughs> How does that feel? Uh, well... And does this feel like the time that it happened, or... Does this feel like the turning point? You know, something happens at like 42 where you realize that uh, people look at you differently and you become somewhat invisible. And is this what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the podcast. Right on. Uh, Yeah, you sort of become invisible. You're no longer sexy in any way. You're more angry or crazy or uh, I play a lot of sick, sad and dying women, Mm -hmm. which is great. Those are fun characters, crazy women. Sure. Um, this one was fun for me because she's kind of just uh, a normal woman going through things. Yeah. Not with an added layer of... Right. Whatever. You didn't have to do a voice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
and that's and that's you know you got to just act right and just got to try to put it in my own mouth which is sounds really mm-hmm. weird but yeah which is what you do naturally yes and a lot of people don't mm-hmm. do that they do some strange acting indicating implying a character instead uh. of inhabiting a character Got it. But there is no character. It's just you. Right. You're just, what do you mean? Anytime. I don't know. My brother and I were talking about this because <laughs> he uh, also does some acting. And uh, we were like, you just do it. <laughs> Neither of us ever understands anything anybody tells us. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's all you need to know. You just look at lines and go, how would I say this? Exactly. (laughs) That's the trick. How would I say this if I were this guy? And then you say it like that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. It's a neuro-linguistic trick to make someone else's words sound like you thought them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning so much about acting. Yeah. I'm glad. I I acted in a very small independent short film one time. but uh, Yes. And it made me so tired i just didn't want to do it again yeah what, what kind of character um it was badass. like uh yeah i guess mm. yeah badass i guess would be the word um the name of the the name of the film was bean flute it was made by uh someone who i'm sure listens to our show keith, keith smith. smith hey keithan uh we love doing bean flute but it made us all very tired yeah it's a lot uh, of work yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 uh it is i uh i don't i don't deign to be an expert or even seasoned in the, in the craft as it were. Yeah. Um, a lot of respect for what you two do. Oh, likewise. I don't know anything. I learn every time. Yeah. Mm. But the fun part of that being so tired and it's all, there's so many moving parts is Mm -hmm. that you have to still, I mean, that for me is a fun challenge is it's 1230 at night. You want to choke everyone and you still have to play the scene. And for me, yep. that's the fun part. It's like, can I hone in my focus on this moment and try to play it for the whatever, for the story, for the camera, and also for the room, which is another thing you do. Yeah. That's why you're enjoyable to be around. The thing, it's, you've got to almost uh, use no emotional energy unless you're like, you've got to become like a lizard just sitting under a hot lamp just sitting under a hot lamp soaking it all up not eating for three months and then wow you've got to expend all your energy at once oh okay i get it yeah i understand that that makes sense agree yeah well let's talk the walk it's time to talk the walk talk the walk this segment is called talking the walk it's now, where we discuss our guests walk with the Lord or lack thereof, depending. Mm-hmm. So Mary, how's your walk? Um, well, what do you mean when you say Lord? Well, that's sort of the fundamental question that we have to start with. What, what was your, what's your deal spiritually? Okay. Well, we can go chronologically if you'd like. That's, that's fine, but there is no really linear time in a spiritual journey. That's but true. Mine begins in central South Dakota. Okay. Um, was uh, raised in a Methodist church. Me too. By which I mean we went to a Methodist church, but it's not where a lot of uh, transformational spiritual things happened for me. Sure. Um, I was confirmed and baptized, I think, in that church. 
I didn't know Methodists do confirmations. Yep. Hell yeah, they do. Oh yeah, MYF. Yep. Do y'all get a new? Do y'all get new names? No. Oh, that's no. They half-ass it. That's Methodists are just half-ass Catholics. Uh, <laughs> they half-ass all the Catholic stuff that's cool, and they keep all the lame Baptist stuff. <laughs> we had a rule in our family that you couldn't drink coffee until you were confirmed. So once I went through my confirmation, uh, I got a bunch of coffee stuff, and then I burned myself out on it. Now I don't really like the stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of coffee products as gifts, or a shitload of coffee wow. products as gifts? It's like I a was thing drinking in your family. Okay, yeah, I was drinking uh, homemade iced coffee beverages from the Big Train Corporation. <laughs> what the hell? It's called Big Train, and I drank a bunch of Big Trains. This was after coffee got good. When I was growing up, coffee was brown water, especially yeah. in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you remember? The switch. What do you mean the switch? What was the moment that, that made you go, uh, this, this isn't working. This isn't going well for me. Oh, no. When I, what I meant was, when did coffee get good? Oh. Do you remember the day? Do you remember where you were? Do you know it's... Uh, I think... I, well, I went to um, undergrad in Miami, Florida, so Cuban coffee was a thing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lived in New York and all over... But my brother had the, I think, the very first coffee house um, venue for bands in Brookings, South Dakota. So he, you know, bought roasted beans and it was kind of a thing back in the day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in the church, bad coffee. Sure. But good donuts, good cookies. That's always how it goes. Bad coffee, good donuts. And really, with a good donut, I kind of don't want good coffee. I think there's something to that. I think that a really good donut is something you dip into bad coffee to that makes the coffee better and it also makes the donut better. Yeah. I haven't had a donut for about a decade. Well, that, yeah. yeah. They're, they're the it. same. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't gotten much better. If you're, yeah. I mean, people aren't really improving on the donut. Well, I lived in Oregon where they had voodoo donuts. Uh, oh, okay. yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So you get it. Yes. Then, then you've... Then you've seen the you know height of donut related earthly pleasures and so yes yeah. people go nuts line up outside mm-hmm. they certainly do go nuts for those donuts they do mm-hmm. donuts I've, i haven't had i haven't had them personally but i hear that they're a lot of fun so uh how long did you spend time attending methodist church did you um well i think i did all the way through high school and then i'm i I was in the choir and i soloed a lot on sundays i sang very good Um, i thought i immediately thought guitar solos i know that doesn't make any sense (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) wasn't that cool but i did sing a lot and a lot of old folks' homes, too. Yeah. I was that kid where my grandparents would go to Arizona mm-hmm. every winter. Mm-hmm. And when it was the day that they were going to leave, I would stand in their house or apartment and sing like a song list for them this far away from them. Oh, wow. That was me. Yeah, it was very odd. I and guess I was, I was going to say that's too close to be singing like full-throated, but... It totally is. Went, well... When someone's old, they can't hear very well. True, and it meant a lot to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was something that they wanted to do or was it something that you wanted to do? It was something my mom wanted me there to do, we go. which oh, okay. is basically the, therein lies the rest. Is that the whole deal? <laughs> kind of. Was your mom a stage mom? My mom was not a stage mom. She was a theater director and a uh-huh. very, uh, when my mom turned 50, 500 people came to her birthday party and yeah. the governor declared it Donna Felstead Day. Oh boy. Wow. She was, um, and she has lots of awards, lots of, she's passed away by the way. But, yeah. Yeah. So yes. I, How many people were at that funeral? A lot. And it was in that Methodist church. And we handed out packets of salt because my mother was a theater director, a facilitator, a state government person. She had a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, did a lot. She did a lot. But she also um, preached for a time in small country churches. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of her sermons was Salt of the Earth. You guys probably know better than I do. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we handed out salt packets at her funeral. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Because she was salty. (laughs) <laughs> she really was yeah what what calendar day is uh donna felstead day i don't remember oh, oh you know what her birthday um which was september 15th mm. which is also the day my father died which is also the day i was conceived oh no wow too many things happening on one day you were conceived while your father was dying <laughs> That's a superhero backstory. Yes. Yeah, that's wild, yeah, powerful. It's crazy. crazy. That's, <laughs> did you get necromancer powers out of that? Or <laughs> I'm not sure that's appropriate. Alex. Okay, <laughs> but I'm not offended. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much. I'm going to keep that recording and just treasure it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Just listen to it every every time you're feeling mm-hmm. too good. Yeah. Just stay humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so church never felt good. Never felt right. How come? Mainly because there was lots of fighting that usually happened before and on the way. And then there was lots of pinching by my brother. And oh, then yeah. the, the, the whatever, the, the word, so to speak, uh, never did it for me. The music kind of did it for me. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, that sort of... That's what it's for. Transcended. and But, uh, yeah, never felt quite right people were you know hypocrites all that blah blah, blah. sure sure yeah yeah and uh to your point the thing i remember most about church as a kid is uh is being woken up by my mom yelling at me to wake up and yep. uh being yelled at until we got there yep that kind of stuff because we didn't want to be late to church yes that type of stuff but that's yeah that's the stuff i remember the most vividly funny enough but uh so i get that yeah as you said that i just thought of pantyhose yeah 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 just stress and pantyhose yeah uh and my siblings and i would also also fight and stuff it was just always like yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah completely uh which is i don't know that's interesting i haven't thought about that uh in that context before but yeah, uh, a lot of family friction trying to get to church. I do think, though, that there should be something once a week that the whole family is forced to go to that none of them want to go to. I think it builds character and community. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good for you. To do something that you all hate? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, I see. Know. I can see what you're getting at. Yeah. So, about... 
you said you went to Methodist church through high school. Uh, about what age did you decide that you were going to move on? Uh, well, I was always interested in topics that were somewhat, I guess, paranormal for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. What I, specifically? I, I think it developed maybe later. I went from Pierre, South Dakota to downtown Miami, Florida. Ah. Um, I got a full ride to a conservatory for acting. Nice. So it was like going from Kansas to Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't live in a dorm or anything. I lived in an apartment. Um so it was kind of mind blowing, but I was also very much ready for that. And I think a combination of acting school, hanging out with the cool kids, probably drinking too much psychedelics, um, just uh, being exposed mm-hmm. opened up my world in a way that I was ready for. Yeah, for you, sure. yeah. you were throwing a lot of experiences at your brain. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for that, sure. That happened to anybody. And I always felt like there was much more for me out there than there was where I was. Yeah. In Pierre, South Dakota, I can imagine. Right. So after that, so, so you here, did you, was it a conscious decision that you were going to not be like a church going Christian anymore or did it just kind of fade away? Well, it's more like just accepting that it was there, like there was also the VFW or there was also whatever else there was. Um, I like to call them prisons of belief that people choose to move their attention towards. Um, I also had a very open-minded mother who um, was like... uh, Exposed me to a lot of different ways of thinking and experiencing life. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in my early 20s and a Shirley MacLaine book kind of falling off her shelf. And that sort of blew my mind back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit obsessed with Shirley MacLaine. I met her. I gave her a rock. That's great. Oh, that's, that's lovely. That's, that's a little really weird. Nice. It's not much, but yeah, I adore her. So did you go to church because your parents uh, went to church? I think we all just did what we thought we were supposed to do. Yeah. There was no... Um, Alternatives? Well, was there... Did you have a choice to not go or did it feel like you... I think so, yeah. Okay. okay. I always had a choice to explore whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I was into. So your your parents, your family wasn't all too upset when you decided you were going to take your life in another direction? No, it kind of phased out for everyone, to be honest. I think my yeah. brother has started going back a little now. Ooh, but that in, happens. Yeah, but not in a, you know, not in a weird way, in a way where he wants a community that is, you know, something bigger than himself. I get that. Yeah, it makes sense yeah. to me. So uh, you said the church wasn't the thing that felt good spiritually. What was? You're so good. Nature. There it is. Elaborate. Um, it's weird that I didn't say theater, acting, or music or any no. of that. It's not art. It's nature, the natural world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's because I had a father who, from a very young age, took me on drives in the country, and he was a hunter and a fisherman, and he was one of the good ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a high school teacher. He was my typing teacher. He gave me a B back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day where we typed on typewriters, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and we would go to the, 
I lived in this town that was surrounded by prairie, and you would drive for hours and hours to get to another town. Yeah. Um, like, for example, when school was starting in the fall, you would drive to Rapid City or Sioux Falls to go to a mall because we didn't have yeah. one, that sort of situation. I mean, we weren't farmers or anything like that. But uh, so Expanse, Expanse was like a big first impression for me, I think, spiritually. Yeah. And then I fell in love with the Black Hills of South Dakota, and I still go there every year. And Describe them. Um, well... If you look at it from the sky, it's in the shape of a human heart. No um, way. Yeah. And it, oh. according to Lakota origin story, that's where they began. They came up from the earth, from wind, wind Cave. And, I mean, I certainly, that's not my story or my culture, but I certainly know there's something very, very powerful about that place. And that's, that's my place. I, that's where I want to take my last breaths Yeah. in this lifetime. Yeah. It's awesome that you feel so connected to that place. Yeah, it's a little weird, but it's true. I mean, and I haven't been all over the world, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's my place. That's my place I envision in stupid Oklahoma City in February, say. Yeah. Yeah. When the weather's just terrible. Right, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, in that makes February sense to me. February or August or, or May or, or September. Like, nah, eight, 10 of those months. 10, <laughs> ten months. Yes, There's I one like good fall. I like well, mountains. I like trees. I like. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed out by big expanses and prairies. My mom's from the prairie. She's from Iowa. Is and, that uh, every uh, time we go out there? Is that agoraphobia? I think so. Okay. I well, don't. I don't like the big. It's it weirds me out. Let's it's too talk much. about that. Why? I don't know. Why do you think? I feel like I'm. Well, honestly, I feel like I'm going to get scooped up by a hawk. That's about the dumbest thing. Look, I know. I know, I know that it's not rational, but that's my thing. I'm like, oh, boy, uh, there's but, a lot of But like... what if you're outside at the same time as the biggest hawk anybody's ever seen? Listen, I don't know. I've, I haven't. I would never claim to have seen every hawk. Maybe one out there is big. So you're talking about fear. Yeah. Fear it's of just the like... unknown, fear of... Yeah, I think so. I think it's because there's nowhere to press my back up against. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So you don't get to get in your comfortable standing position. Right. Like if I could live anywhere, it would be underground. Me too. Right? Yes. No. Caves. Yeah. Caves. Where it's all a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. love it. I love the smell of dirt. That's so funny you say that because every summer, summer when I'm in the Black Hills, I try to find this cave house of this woman and man who mapped the Black Hills. They were from the East Coast. They came out to the Black Hills. I think they might have been first cousins. Mm -hmm. And uh, they lived in a cave dwelling that now is empty. So it's part of my summer exploration to go hiking and try to find this thing so I can live there and invite you to live with me. In there the we cave. go. <laughs> yes. Let's but, start a cave civilization. But what's the worst that could happen to you in the expanse? Big hawk. Big hawk. UFOs. See, that's the thing. I just, I like for there to be stuff around me. Oh, uh, okay. So it's I don't not like a, being exposed. No UFO fear, really. I'm not scared of UFOs or even big hawks. Although, listen, if I saw a big hawk, I'd be scared of it. Sure. But, Makes I don't sense know. to me. It's just being the tallest thing for miles. 
How are you in traditionally claustrophobic spaces? Fine. Oh. Really? How about that? Have you ever had an MRI? Yeah. I was, like, fine about it. When I was in middle school, uh, I was real skinny in sixth grade, and then I got real fat in seventh grade. And in Mm -hmm. sixth grade, I would climb inside the trombone lockers. (laughs) Those aren't the biggest ones. No, they are not. I don't remember a trombone locker. They're about like 18 inches by 18 inches, I think. Why did you? Felt good. The only one who could, probably. Yeah, I was small. Then as I got bigger, I had to sit in the tuba lockers. Didn't feel as good. You had to go up a locker size. Felt terrible. (laughs) So... So, so Mary, at what point did you start think? Because I'm imagining that for the whole of your church career, you didn't really think very seriously about anything spiritual. So at what point did you? I think I did. I think I've always been hardwired to uh, turn towards that, which is mysterious. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I've always experienced life that way there was a time i think in high school maybe when everyone was in you know young christian athletes or all the things that Mm -hmm. you do when you live in a small town yeah that i tried to put my um spiritual longings into boxes and they never quite fit that's why i say nature because i remember having uh sort of younger peak experiences that were always involved in like the natural world okay um I can't remember what you asked me. What was it that did feel spiritual if it wasn't church? Besides nature. Oh, and at what point you first started to connect that way. But I think you answered that. Yeah, I think I've always connected that way. I have had a hypnosis. Yeah. Where I went back to, this is what I perceived anyway. Yeah. That I went back to being in a crib in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I remember being very sad that I had taken on a human body again. Yeah. So it's a yeah. huge fucking bummer to yeah. inhabit a human body. Yeah, it's expensive. It sucks shit. Gravity. <sighs> Who needs it? All the smells. Exactly. No, thank you. Smells, pain, misery, mess. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. That's what I say. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't even out. like smelling flowers, really. Like, lavender is good, but most flowers just smell like grass. Yeah, overrated. Overrated. You know what? Here on the Praise Down, we're coming out against flowers. <laughs> Listen up, flowers. You're on notice. Wow, we will not stop until we've called out every <laughs> Yeah. Every living thing on this podcast. Um so what is what what's the good nature thing to smell? What's the smell plant? Lavender. Lavender? Ooh, I don't know. I always think of trees like pine trees, yeah. etc. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm with Mary. It's trees. All right. Well, but, two to one. But you know what? The ocean's not bad if you're in ocean's the right place. Ocean's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when it's kind of stinky? Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. It's always a little bit stinky. Yeah. That was, it's it's our faults, but uh, yeah. it's always... <laughs> it's a tad stinky. So, through through the rest of your... Through the rest of your life and your experiences, has there been anything that's kind of popped up for you that hasn't stuck? Like, uh, 
uh, I don't know, any any sort of like faith system that you've like decided to give a try that hasn't played out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, well, I, in years past, I might have called myself a seeker, mm-hmm. as pretentious as that is. I've been down many rabbit holes of many different traditions and disciplines, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What are some of your, just give, give us the highlights, bests and worsts. Um, Path of Light and Sound, which is kind of... Um, All right, talk us through that. I don't I'd even love know if know. I can at this point. I, yeah? You go down these rabbit holes and you immerse yourself in them and then you take the pieces that work and those that don't. Here's what I've learned. Yeah. Because I, I read a lot and I look into a lot of spiritual traditions. The only thing that makes sense to me at this point, which isn't a lot, and it's always changing, ever-expanding mm-hmm. worldview, is the path of direct experience and trying to be present in the moment. I know that sounds cheesy and bad. But no. That's it. That's it. Perfect. I Perfect. Mean, yeah. I mean, all religion, if you if you talk about it, sounds cheesy and bad in the yeah. in the right context so like it's all the same stuff or i mean it's not all the same stuff but you know it's it is it's in the same basket of stuff mm-hmm. and, yeah and yet what else are we here to do um i.e why are you guys talking about this stuff as opposed to some other stuff hmm. i don't know what else we'd be talking about yeah we don't really have anything else in common Really? Is that true? Yeah, we're two very different guys. We're two extremely different guys. It rules, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then we started doing this podcast because we knew we liked each other's energies, but we only had one thing in common. So we couldn't just hang out and try to figure out all that, and we channeled it through this. That's beautiful. So do you hang out outside the podcast? Yeah, now all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we hang out all the time now. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we're friends. We're friends. Mm-hmm. It worked out. So, so that's the conclusion you came to. Well, I guess again, it's so ever, far, like mm-hmm. uh, I've had times where I've lived in places where you could throw a rock and hit a drum circle, yeah, or join a group, or like go to a UFO festival, whatever you know, yeah. whatever it awesome. is, whatever it is. And I've done a lot of those things. Um, I'm not so much of a group person. I'm not a great joiner. I probably need to be better. Eh. But, uh, yeah. I feel the same way. I don't feel like a very good joiner either. Uh, <laughs> and it'll, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's tough for me to like stick around when I, uh, have, when I feel like I've kind of like gotten the things that are learned, the things that I wanted to learn from something. Yep. Cause, uh, being in a group is, uh, tough and often annoying work. <laughs> It is. And it and I guess there's something to be said about that work that you stick around for. I don't know. I'm like you. I get what I need and I move on. I like being in groups. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an it's a singular individual yeah. path, the spiritual ju- journey in my opinion, and it's reflected in everyone else and it's tricky and it's personal and once you start forming in groups about it it gets a little diffused yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's something that you ultimately do alone um i don't know i like joining groups until i don't and then i really don't yeah and then i just uh disappear from whatever thing i'm in for a while i don't know when's your birthday september 10th Mm. virgo yeah it's virgo season right now Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's me. We'll all compare charts after the uh, after the podcast. Can't wait. Very yeah. good. Um, I think we could move on to Tune Talk. I think let's talk Tune. All right, buckle down. We're gonna get into some Tune Talk right now. Welcome to Tune Talk. The part of the podcast where we get a few tunes. And then we talk them. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> open. Thank you so much. You too. Mary, what, which album are we discussing today? Uh, well, I initially chose Amy Grant, but then I realized that there was a, an album that was much more profound in my developmental spiritual life, and that was the soundtrack to Godspell. Stephen Schwartz, composer. Wonderful. Um, I I will say at the top that I am. Uh, this is good. Una, like uh, notoriously, notoriously uninitiated about musicals. Um, so let's start. Let's start by explaining to at least me what Godspell is. Godspell is kind of a cheesy 70s telling in music form the greatest story ever told the christmas story specifically um kind the of jesus yeah jesus oh, disciples oh, okay. up till a uh, pretty intense guitar solo oh very crucifixion. cool um see i the one musical that i've seen in its entirety is jesus christ superstar which is amazing which i liked yeah, yeah i liked yeah. it Am I handing you my phone? No, no, I'm no. just gesturing because, yeah, that's also... The, we watched it together. The only musicals I like historically have been Jesus Christ Superstar, Cats, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a musical? Yeah, it's a movie musical. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, a musical film. So how does... Or I guess we can do this at the end. We can compare and contrast Godspell with... Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, in the meantime, we'll keep this ball rolling. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the first track, uh, Prepare Ye the Way of the Lord. Great. <laughs> some, some hoots and honks. Yeah. It's so quiet. Oh, you've got the knob over there. Now we're talking. Yeah. John the Baptist. Thank you. Let us know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I won't be able to keep up with characters unless you help me out. I love that 70s synth. Yeah, exactly. So John the Baptist is, I think, baptizing Jesus. Or no, he's just calling out to him. He's just yelling about Shit's it. Shit's about to get real, though. This is during his eating locust. Yeah. This reminds me of Meatloaf, kind of. Yeah. I will say, this sounds Christian in a way that Jesus Christ Superstar did not to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. 
more Christian, less rock and roll. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, they're doing like a gospel thing. Yeah, it sounds more um, stylistically earnest, I guess. beep noise oh that's okay yeah that's fine we'll, we'll be fine uh, <laughs> uh which which isn't to say that i don't appreciate like the cynical energy of jesus christ superstar they're just sure. they're, they're just different yeah a, no it's earnest for it, sure okay good that's good to know going in as well that this is a 100 percent sincere musical um i think so with silly silly bits and uh sure. like sock puppet shows and yes it's very earnest and when i talk about being in the methodist church and not having any transformational when i saw this at the elks club in 19 whatever yeah that's where i went oh okay this story has a vibration to it and i was an usher and i went every night and i wept every night afterwards yeah because it moved me it was like i get it now i understand yeah i feel like i feel like there's a time in your life that comes where you've you know finished your your sort of i'm done with church and christianity in general kind of uh you've worked through those feelings yeah and then you start to value the story as like a good cultural myth Mm -hmm. um you stop being mad at it for making your weekends boring. Yeah. 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 So maybe it's an imprint in all of us that is this, you know, journey through spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're hardwired to. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of see that in like all storytelling, yeah, honestly. Yeah. 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 Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the, the Campbellian myth. Uh, next, we have uh, Save the People. This one I love. Yeah, I like this so far. When will thou save the people? Oh, that's oh, nice. God of mercy, when not kings and lords, but nations, not thrones and crowns, but men. Who's singing here? Flowers of thy heart. Jesus. Oh, God, are they? Let them not pass like weeds away. So on the previous track, we had John the Baptist. Uh, it opens on that. Here, uh, what's what's happening in the story here? Um, this is the beginning of his teaching. Okay. I think, as I recall. Could be wrong. So, so it essentially... It's, it skips the first 30 years of Jesus' life. It starts at the baptism. Right. Just like the Bible. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't do the Mary yeah. and Joseph stuff. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Jesus was born. Doesn't do Jesus in India. Oh, I guess. Oh. Yeah. And then he. Uh... Ooh. I feel like they forgot about the piano in like 1983. It was all synthesizers in yeah. the This has some excellent piano. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Thy children 
songs. Yeah. And I yes. will say that that's not that song isn't really making me feel anything. It's a lot of fun, but uh, it's not giving me any emotions yet. What 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 could what could they be doing to better suit your needs, Alex? <laughs> yeah, really. No, they want to know. <laughs> what could they possibly do to well, make you feel something? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, diff- just different guitar. Oh, you just don't like the 70s acoustic guitar? Yeah, it's hard to make me care about an acoustic guitar. Oh, really? It's hard to make yeah. me care about an acoustic guitar. That's interesting. Like, yeah. I love a lot of 70s rock, but it, historically... It's tough. As long as it's electric. Well, let's see if yeah. they can win you back on uh, Day this by Day. This is probably the most famous song in the Ooh. musical. My mm-hmm. least favorite. Of course. Mm-hmm. This is also performed by someone named Jacqueline Dankworth. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Day by Day. This is really good. Yeah. The piano's really jazzy in an understated mm-hmm. way. Oh, do you know the sign language to it? Usually it's performed with sign language. Oh, okay. Nice. In high schools across America. Oh. I'd know this if I've seen a musical. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah, okay. This is is good. I'm liking this. I think it just comes down to whether it's if it's from the 70s it's got to be either more piano than guitar or electric but I mean okay. because I'm really liking this yeah I'm enjoying this too mm-hmm. mm, that's gorgeous uh, which character is singing on this track yeah Sometimes the characters take on your own personal name. Okay. So okay. It's like disciples, but I would be Mary unless I got maybe. it. Okay. You know who covered? You know who, you know where I've heard this before. This, where this is this is wild. Uh, this song was covered by DC Talk. <laughs> what? On the sorry Je- for peaking the level on the Jesus Freak album. Oh my god. The they uh, DC Talk covered day by day. And it was a uh, was a uh, real hard rocking stuff <laughs> when I was. It was my first CD. Circa what year? Uh, let's see. I was ten. That would have that would have made me old. That yeah, made, you're gonna. Wh- why would you ask? I don't know. That would have made the year uh, two thousand and one. Oh dear God! I was in grad school. <laughs> Well, good for you. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, 2000 and, I think my first CD was... Uh, I think it was Sixpence None the Rich. <laughs> no way. Yeah. It was either that or the Bare Naked Ladies stunt. A lot of Caucasian bops either way. <sighs> I exclusively listened to Caucasian bops as a child. <laughs> Now, I will say, I don't know if I could tell you the name of any song on that album other than the famous song, Kiss Me. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't either. 
the next song on this album is uh, All for the Best. Duet. Mm. Now we're talking. You feel sad. Kind of vaudeville. Oh, yeah. Oh, under a curse. Oh, I know you'll like that. So yeah, is, all right. This is Jesus and uh, John the Baptist, who then becomes Judas, I believe. Is this Jesus singing? I think so. I can't remember, but I did perform this in a mall once. <laughs> it's baffling to me that Jesus would sing like this. I'm turning this up. So when you say John the Baptist turns into Judas, you mean the same actor just yes. comes back and exactly. okay, Love theatrical it. device. I was uh, I was kind of holding out for a plot point where John the Baptist morphs into Judas. Yes, he like creates a big cocoon. This is the other part. Ooh. Yeah, of course I like this. Yeah, this is how every song you listen to sounds. Yeah. <laughs> He's laughing because I'm right. He's right. He's so right. My favorite band is They Might Be Giants. Oh, and they speed it up. It's fun. This duet part is like rhythmically very elaborate. Yeah, I'm a fan. No way. This is messed up. Can't believe this. This is, you know what? This is stunts at this point. They're doing stunts. I want the song to keep going, and uh, I want it to keep getting faster, and I want it to keep adding people until it's just white noise. <laughs> Delightful. That was the end of the song. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, really. That that one really got me. That's kind of a showstopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. In fact, I just remembered my daughter played Judas. Whoa. Performed that song. Very good. At the Lyric Academy here in Oklahoma City. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Shout out to the Lyric Academy. Yeah, I've got a I've got a friend that works there. Um, yeah, that song was aerobics. It seems like. Yeah, very much. So. Yeah. Tricky. Tricky. It's. Uh, tr- it's tricky to rock a rhyme that's right on time. That's tricky. <laughs> and this is all good gift, the next song. Sad one. Good one to do with, like, scarves, dancers, and scarves. Oh, uh, okay. Perhaps ribbons and things. It's a beautiful song, often sung at weddings. Mm, good to know. But it's sad. Heartfelt. Okay. Okay. 
Man, I love having control of this knob. It's really helpful. It's great. It's really elevating the show. I would say so. I could I could see this being a dance track at a wedding. Yeah. Or maybe the the slideshow. Yeah. The, the wedding PowerPoint, the traditional wedding PowerPoint. Recorder solo. Wow. Recorder, really? Yeah. Specifically for its shittiness. (laughs) (laughs) Instrument that you only break out when you need something that sucks. The recorder, the only flute that honks. (laughs) The honk flute. The honk flute. (laughs) It sounded very pretty on this song. A lot of control. No, it didn't. Fuck the recorder. That's another thing that on this podcast, I'll just come out real strong against stuff. Oh, Alex is always coming out strong against stuff. I wish he'd come out weak on something. Never. Fuck the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck John Rubin. <laughs> Fuck Carmen. Did I miss any? Oh, um, was it... Uh... Expanses, just wide open spaces. Fuck expanses. Oh, flowers. Fuck flowers. Flowers. Wide open spaces can suck it. Uh, <laughs> I worry about you. I'll be fine. Me too. Um, up next, we have Light of the World. Is there a man among you who will offer his son a stone when he asks for bread? Is there a man among you who offer his son a stone when he asks for bread? Hey, yes, snake, if he asks for fish. No! Well, if you then, bad as you are now, know how to give your children what is good for them, how much more will your heavenly father give good things? Good things, good things, good things. This is a direct transcript from the Bible, isn't it? Always treat others as you would have them treat you. I mean, with with repeated themes. I know, but the Bible doesn't rhyme. Was was God spelled the Hamilton of the seventies? I'm not on the Whoa. Hamilton train, so. Oh, okay. I mean. Yes, incredibly. But if that light's under a bushel, it's lost something kind of crucial. Ooh, love it. The bass is great here. Yeah. You are the salt of the earth. But if that salt has lost its flavor, it ain't got much in its favor. It's my favorite organ sound. Yeah, this knocks. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. 
what's next? Up next. This makes me really happy, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. I'm glad. It's a lot of fun. I, um, I, I'm realizing that this kind of... This kind of coincided with uh, some stuff from the Jesus movement, I imagine, as well. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know the timeline there, but uh, it's all seventies, I think. What is the Jesus movement? Yeah, I was gonna it's ask. um, it's the it's where all the hippies from the sixties uh, became yes. Christians in yes. the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. branched off some into cults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children yeah. of God comes yep. to mind. Yep. Um. Anyway, I was just thinking about that while we were listening to that song. P.S. There's also a movie of Godspell that's worth checking out. It's oh, there is. Ooh. Very cheesy, flawed, and fun. Was it also from the 70s, or is it like I a later so. revival? No, okay. Yeah, it's in the 70s, I think. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That'd be fun to watch. Um, up next, we have Turn Back, Oh Man. <laughs> okay. Ah, the Toy Story piano. <laughs> yeah, this one's uh, sultry. As sultry as a piece of Christian media is allowed to be, I would say. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a little, you know what? I'm going to say a little sultrier. Redlining it a little Redlining bit. Redlining it a little bit. A few churches, uh, people are getting... Uh oh. This is often done with a feather boa, and this actress will go into the audience and interact oh. with, say, a gentleman in the front row. Mm-hmm. I see. Happy they're, I'm happy this Christian musical is covering that bass. Yeah, thank goodness. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Prostitutes. Goodness. Great use of vocal. I think she's doing with her voice or why. Yeah. <laughs> Earth be fair and all men glad and wise. Age after Yeah, it's this very like burlesque show. Yeah. So, yeah. Sort of energy to me. All right, very good. What do we got next? Well, I'll tell you, alas for you, uh, is, is I like the next this one. one. Admonishment of Ooh. the disciples. Ooh. Very good. Okay, alas for you. I love a good admonishment. Alas, alas for you, lawyers and Pharisees, hypocrites that you be. Yeah, you do enjoy a, a, an irregular number of counts. I love it. I love it. You will not venture half so far. Other men who might enter the gates, you keep from passing through to ride them down with you. Yeah, that's great. I said you prophets and I said you preachers, sages and rages and ages of teachers. Nothing could rules. This seems like a hard musical to play on the piano. Good lord, yeah. Yeah, it seems tough. Hypocrites to a man. God. 
just finishing off what your father's began. Wow, seems hard to play on the tambourine, too. Often tambourines are employees on stage. Too fast, IMO. I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I will say that the tra- develop a tremor. I, I think the tambourine is a difficult instrument. I think it's kind of unruly to control. I would agree. Especially would agree. rhythmically. Yeah. One of the most chaotic rhythm instruments I yeah. can think of. It's like that and timpani and the steel drum are the three yeah. most chaotic rhythm instruments. You've got to tune a timpani. It's You've got to tune a timpani. Yeah, you can't just not tune a timpani. And tuning it makes the sound that it makes when you bounce off of a person's huge belly. Boing. Yeah. I am noticing something. These songs are quick. Yeah. Yeah, this one comes in at a little bit over two minutes. They're also quick just BPM-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's like a... What do you mean? The meter of them? They're just like... They're just fast. Faster than a typical musical, I think. Well, at this point in the story, things are getting urgent. You see. We all know what's coming. A theatrical tool. I see. Mm-hmm. Can't you. you see dramatic tensions Listen, being built? I am sorry. Not very smart. <laughs> Up next, we have "By My Side." This is one that I sang uh, in the nineteen-some year production of the Black Hills Playhouse, Godspell, and I might have played the guitar. Really? Yeah. And this is two disciples. Asking, I think, as I recall, Jesus not to go. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll keep an eye, we'll keep an ear open for that. By my side. Where are they now? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. Nor do I condemn you. You may go. Do not sin again. Where are you going? Where are you going? This sounds like Fleetwood Mac to me. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of like Fleetwood Mac notes mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing. This is beautiful. This does sound like it's happening in a forest and mm-hmm. it's misty. There's lichen on stuff, probably. Oh, yeah, lichen. You know, werewolves, <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Moss. Mm. Is is this a duet? It is. Love it. Mm. Did you perform it as a duet? I did, yes. I put a pebble in my shoe. pretty impressive this is from a bible story the pebble in the shoe i can't quite remember though it's a someone put a pebble in their shoe and then what why to, um, uh, when you saw that there was only one footprint it was because i was walking on one foot because i had a pebble in my other shoe <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I was I was trying to riff it, but you beat me there. I legitimately can't remember. I just remember the pebble in the shoe, like the the image, I guess. But is it to remember? 
Yes, you're right. It's to remember yeah, something. It's messed up. Uh, this is really pretty. Yeah, it is. Kind of sad. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Knowing what part of the story it's in. We are nearing the end, and we have three more songs. Um, up next we have We Beseech Thee. So what's going on here? Um, I think in musical theater this would be the 11 o'clock number, mm-hmm. meaning the one right before the resolve, but I could be wrong, although I did have a degree in musical theater. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than willing to defer to you here. <laughs> but I, I could be just completely full of shit. Um, this is the upbeat thing before things really fall apart. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I view every good thing that happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, without further ado. That's a good outlook. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Father, hear thy children's call. Humbly at thy feet we fall. Prodigals confess. This song is silly. (laughs) We beseech thee, hear us. We thy call have disobeyed. Of sin have I'm really baffled by the and whole tone of this song. We beseech thee, hear us come sing about love. That causes first to be. Come sing mm-hmm. about love. That made the stone and tree. Come sing about love. That draws us lovingly. We beseech thee, hear us sick. We come to thee for cure. Guilty. The stars of this song, I think, are the piano and the bass again. Yep. We pray that we may see. We pray to be made free. We pray for sanctity. It's like very gospel again. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that was the, uh, what what'd you call it, the 11 o'clock number? Hi, yeah, maybe. Is it, how how long is the song? How did Is there another part to the song? No, um, that's basically it. We stopped okay. it at about half. It's, it's a oh, okay. bit repetitive and okay. silly, as you said. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Up next, we have On the Willows. I think this is when the disciples go to sleep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. This sounds sleepy. I can play this on the piano. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this this song kind of has the candor of like one of the ones that people like a lot. Yeah, it feels like it's good though. It feels like a I don't know. It puts you in mind of a river. Yeah. 
I feel like when you listen to a musical soundtrack with no context, you can at least go, oh, people like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good symbol work. Could have used some timpani. It could use some timpani? Could have used some timpani. That's just one of my notes. Just one of my many notes for the composer. She also composed Wicked, by the way. Only read the book. (laughs) That's real. I've only read the book. Are you kidding me? No, I read the book, and then I heard that they were going to make a musical out of it. But then I heard that a person doesn't fuck a tiger in the musical like they do in the book, and I was like, not interested. I think you accidentally just read The Life of Pi. I don't know how you've done this. You've gotten very confused. No, I quit that one halfway, too. Nothing interesting happened with the tiger. They just hung out. Boring. Yes, that boring activity. Hanging out with a tiger. There's only one good book about a kid hanging out with a tiger, and it's Calvin and Hobbes. So I'm, is this the Jesus number? Is this maybe like the prayer? This is, I, as I recall, it's been many decades, but I think that the disciples have fallen asleep and we're about to get Judas coming in mm-hmm. with some uh, usually red scarves that represent like handcuffs or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Is this a pretty sparsely staged play? It can be staged on a jungle gym, scaffolding, okay. any sort of, like, clowns. You can basically put in whatever theme you want with Godspell. Love that. But oftentimes Jesus is depicted with a Superman shirt. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an open source musical. You can just layer a theme over right. it. Exactly. You can do that with anything, with any yeah. play. When I was a when I was a senior in high school, we had to uh, do a scene from Macbeth, but uh, we had full creative freedom, which was a weird, weird. aspect of this project. Um, I did a I did robot Macbeth. We like see, yeah, of course you did. What yeah, are you gonna yeah, do? yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Robot costumes, and instead of brain, I said microchip or whatever. <laughs> Did it work? Oh, people loved it. Yeah, yeah, of course. yeah. It was my first, yeah. uh, <laughs> my first uh, written thing on stage. Yeah. Um, so it's time for the finale. Oh, yeah. Sad. Titled finale. Ooh. Whoa! Yeah, badass. That's just the guitar solo from Us and Them. He's bleeding. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm so this would be on the cross, I imagine. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. Ooh. Oh God, I'm dying. 
I'm remembering an episode of Mr. Show, the, the sketch TV show on HBO. Um, because I'm I'm remembering some I'm, I'm remembering a line that I didn't realize was a Godspell reference. I'll tell you about it in a sec. This is really cool. This is a good finale. Yeah, this rules. I mean, I love a good guitar solo. Guess what's next? We're really so getting hard. the play-by-play. From I've been trying so hard to keep a straight face <laughs> about these At this point, it's your fault for being lost. You yeah. know what I mean? This is where teenage me was weeping. Yeah. From watching it or like on stage? Watching it. Okay. I've seen this many times. Yeah. So they're carrying his dead body. Oh, okay. They're taking him down. Yeah, it's easy for us to laugh at them saying, oh God, I'm dying, oh God, I'm dead from here. But if we were watching it. Oh, yeah, we would, um,. We wouldn't have the luxury of being so removed from it. No, I would be crying. You might be. Yeah. Yeah, you would. All right. Because he was kind of a fun guy. Jesus, yeah, he was a... We like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's sweet. He's a... And he knows how to party. Is that how he's depicted in the, in the musical? Um, He's a guy who knows how to party. He, he is a... He is a... He's Jesus. He's yeah. a hero. He's he's a man, and he's white. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. an indisputable fact. Now he's alive. Yeah. Now oh, he's alive again. Yeah, baby.
beautiful. Wow. And that's the that's the finale. Well. So there's a there's an episode of Mr. Show. It's the second episode of the entire show. There's a sketch where David Cross plays a salesman who uh, has to sleep overnight at a farmhouse, and he's instructed to um, uh, not put his dick in some holes, um, but he does anyway. Um, it turns out bad for him, and <laughs> after after that after that passage occurs, he he sings. Oh God, I'm dying, <laughs> and I just never knew what it was from until now. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the sketch was also like a musical at the same time. I okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Well, we made it this far. It's time for final judgment. It's time for final judgment. So, Mary, Final Judgment is where we review what we just heard. Um, and our, our our rating system is a little bit uh, offbeat here. Um, mm-hmm. We rate out of 12 disciples. Uh, keep in mind, one of the disciples is Judas, and he's uh, not so on the up and up. Um, so if I, were to, if I were to rank something, all 12 disciples, Judas is in there, which makes 11 without Judas a better score. Yeah. The perfect score is 11, no Judas. Okay. So. The worst score, the hell score, is one disciple, and that disciple is Judas. Okay. I can go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, this uh, this makes two 70s musicals I think I like. <laughs> uh, the, the first one being Jesus Christ Superstar, so it's a, a bit of a theme uh, with... The stu- the musicals that I'm aware that I like so far. Um, I really, I don't know. I, I, there, there are a lot of similarities with Jesus Christ Superstar, but I feel like they approached the material with different energies that are equally valid and and, and interesting to engage with. Uh, so I'm putting I'm putting Godspell. I'm giving Godspell nine uh, with no Judas because. Uh, because Judas was kind of a kind of a dark protagonist in Jesus Christ Superstar, and he was not in this, from what I can tell. Yeah, um, I I would go ahead and say that uh, I liked how big a lot of it was. It was big. It was big. Yeah, I, I liked very small, and sometimes very small, and I like that too. I like I like when the dynamics. Are dynamic. Um, <laughs> I would say that I wish that I had been listening to it louder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I have. I wish I could watch it. Also, see, that's the thing. Yeah, I feel like that would push it over the top. Because this seems like a one of those musicals where, because you know uh, that I'm a lyrics guy, mm-hmm. and it feels Famously. like the focus is on the music and on some stuff that I'm not as familiar with. For example, the acoustic guitar. (laughs) Have you guys not met or we've look, we've met. We're not on speaking terms. I just love an electric guitar. I just love when they're electric pianos. I can take any, any style of piano Mm -hmm. guitar gotta be electric 
anyway, eight no Judas. Uh, I think it was very good. Um, I think the beginning of the finale was just the guitar solo from Us and Them by Pink Floyd. Uh, <laughs> but. Fine. <laughs> but I like that guitar solo a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like, you know what I will say? The singing voices on this album are buck wild. The guy's range, the the high notes on that John the Baptist character, pretty crazy. Pretty high. Pretty high. He's mm-hmm. got a high voice. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it just occurred to me, you would make a fabulous John the Baptist slash Judas. I would cast you in that capacity. Maybe a Jesus. Do you sing? Uh, I I can. Yes. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm pretty low, though. Well, we could... You know, we could we could put this on, guys. Um, Let's do it. Uh, I think there's another recording of it that I like better than this particular recording. That, that we makes heard sense today. to me. But um, for nostalgia's sake, this is like top of my. I'm pretty jaded at this point in my y- life and career, yeah. so I'm gonna give an eleven. And and a Judas being uh, like the Nag Hammadi text Judas that may have been a good guy. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Who's to say? Not us. I, I like. I, I don't know. I, I I love entertaining the idea that 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 Judas was like cool. The goldfish and cat in the hat a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, certainly. Yes. Yeah. The cracks are how the light gets through. Right. Sorry, I just love that analogy. I love the idea of Judas being like the guys! the impotent voice of reason. Guys! <laughs> yes, instigator. There's Initiator. too many fish. It's too many loaves. <laughs> it's gonna go bad. You're gonna attract birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like I like this Judas character. Jesus, get off of there. You're going to get your robe wet. Yeah, I know you're not sinking now, but did you just see Peter? Get back here. <laughs> All right, uh, rule of threes. Give us one more. Give us one more Judas line. Hello, the Roman guards. Yeah, I think, I think Jesus is about to do something really drastic. I'm not sure what, but I think you guys should get down here. He might hurt himself. <laughs> Oh, that was that was the cherry on top. You you stuck it. Congratulations to Thank you. you. Um, we have we have one more order of business with the album. Uh, we yes. have to send one of these songs to a playlist we have on Spotify called Digital Heaven. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's so, so cool. Yeah, of all so, of our favorite songs. So we'll immortalize episode. one of these songs. Uh, Who chooses me? Yeah, you get it. You get a bigger vote than we do. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think is the most essential? Uh, to if you could only hear one song of Godspell to like get it the most, what do you think it would be? For me, it's Save the People. Hit it. Welcome to Digital Heaven. Save the People. Guitar for you. Ah, hate it. You can edit me out saying this, but you're gonna have to do it because it's your playlist. Okay. Just make a note. I'm doing or, it right. Or now. you know, do it. Doing it right now. 
So we'll let this roll. Mary, where can you be found online? Where can people engage with your work? Uh, well, if they're in the room with me when I'm working, that's when the work happens. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I am loathe to self-promote. So yeah. good luck hey. with that. <laughs> us too. Yeah, us too. Um, so... Uh, how about the name of the movie you guys are you guys are about to you guys are working on right now? I have a movie premiering in Austin yeah. next week called Climate of the Hunter. Climate um, of the Hunter. Last mm -hmm. year we did one there called Strike Your Mistress and Cure His Heart. This mm -hmm. one we just finished is She's the Eldest, and I'm doing a theater piece at the Oklahoma Fringe Festival. Ooh, well, when is that? Where yeah, and, where and when? That. Don't know. Some sometime in the next month. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Oklahoma Fringe Festival. Catch Mary. Whatever she's doing will be amazing. Mm. Okay. I'll. You let's, will be affected. Let's just by say it. I will be there doing things. Okay. And if you're there, you will be there too. <laughs> and then you can both be there together. Yes. Exactly. And that is the most precious gift of all. <laughs> let's give thanks. Let's give thanks. Mary, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, guys. You guys are so sweet. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you to Jarvix for our intro theme song. Uh, thank you to Molly Devine for talking for our Talking the Walk stinger. Thank you to Wampus Reynolds for our Tune Talk stinger. And thank you to Cameron Brewer for our outro song, Holy Ghost Riding the Whip. And finally, thank you to Good Trash Media for being our pod papas. And powering this show, uh, despite... Despite us not doing it for a little bit. Yeah, the prodigal sons have returned, and we are big as hell. Yep, you remember that one from the Bible. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get out of here the same way we always get out of here with the uh, the one phrase that we've always said since the conception. Our catchphrase of... slash sign-off, and we do it the same every week, so you all know what it is uh, already. Oh, God, I'm casting. Oh, pod, I'm casting. <laughs> Bye-bye. Round the whip, what what? Holy Ghost 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 round the whip, what what?